The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. It's not often that we catch up with an explorer that has made a world-scale minerals discovery in quick fashion. But that's what we've got today with Sovereign Metals and its Gasea Rutile discovery in landlocked Malawi, often referred to as the warm heart of Africa. Sovereign has just released a maiden resource for Gasea of 644 million tonnes, grading an impressive 1.01% rutile with a high-grade component of 137 million tonnes, grading 1.41%. The scale of the resource and its grade ranks the project as the second biggest rutile dominant deposit in the world, but there is confidence the resource will continue to grow over time. The resource estimate in itself is remarkable stuff as Malawi was originally a graphite story for Sovereign, with the rutile potential only becoming apparent in around 2018. That the resource estimate makes for a contained resource of 6.5 million tonnes of rutile is uh, kind of interesting, given that rutile is uh, tracking up towards $1,600-$1,800 a tonne in uh, the Chinese market at any rate. Now, rutile is, of course, the highest value of the titanium dioxide minerals, 90% of which goes into the pigment market for paint, plastics and coatings. Another 5% goes into welding rods, with the remainder going into the growing market of titanium metal. Now, supply of natural rutile is in structural deficit, forcing the world to put up with less environmentally friendly options for its titanium dioxide uh, units of using synthetic rutile or titanium slag, for the time being at least. So Casilla comes with both scale and strategic appeal, giving its environmental credentials. And it's uh, at this early stage, I think it's quite possible to say it will become a new force in the rutile industry. It trades under the code SVM, or Sierra Victor Mike, and last traded at 71.5 cents. Take a look at the share price graph, and you'll see that Sovereign has been a strong performer in the lead-up to the resource estimate. And we're lucky enough to have Julian Stevens, uh, Sovereign's managing director, with us today to bring us up to speed on the company, the company's Malawian marvel. G'day. G'day, Julian. How are you? Hi, Barry. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Great. Uh, Julian, for those not across the US $15 billion titanium dioxide market and the role of natural rutile on the supply side of things, sure. can you give us an overview where it's at and some of the, the key challenges facing the industry? Absolutely. So firstly, in terms of rutile, as you uh, explained, rutile is the uh, purest uh, natural form of titanium dioxide. In fact, uh, it's about 95% titanium dioxide, so, so quite pure. This is uh, in, uh, I guess, uh, in, in relation to the other titanium mineral uh, called ilmenite, which is generally around 50 or 55% titanium dioxide. So there's a, there's a significant purity disparity between the two uh, titanium dioxide minerals. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about um, ilmenite, a lot of the market is, a lot of the titanium dioxide market is actually supplied with ilmenite. But ilmenite to be made into pigment needs to be upgraded. Now that upgrading process makes 
one of two pro products generally uh, that one is called titania slag that's done through a smelting process the other one's called sinrutol that's done through an acid leaching process and um and and calcining or or cooking up basically so both of those uh procedures processes create significant uh co2 emissions use a lot of power and create uh quite a lot of waste mm. however if we're able to use uh, natural rutile instead of those uh, uh, ilmenite uh, products that make synrutile or, or titanium slag, uh, we can save uh, a lot of um, carbon dioxide units going into the atmosphere and also a lot of waste and uh, a lot of power. So um, rutile is the most environmentally friendly um, titanium uh, source of titanium for the industry right and obviously the world wants uh, the green greening of the world that we're seeing advance at uh, huge rates under esg um it wants more natural rutile but there's not a lot of it around that, that's right so uh, the natural rutile market is actually in uh, substantial supply deficit and has been for some years there's uh, a couple of reasons for that um one is that the existing mines are running uh, low and, and depleting their reserves, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, to, to a couple of those operations uh, include uh, base resources, uh, Kuala deposit in um, Kenya, that only has a, a few years of uh, mine life left, uh, and uh, Sierra Rutile in um, Sierra Leone, which is now owned by Aluka, that is that is that is uh, up and going and still has significant reserves. However, they've been having some some issues on in that operation. Um, the other point is there's not really been any major significant rutile discoveries in the last fifty years or so. So re we really represent you know a new a new discovery and a new potential uh, substantial feedstock to I guess fill some of that supply deficit. Um, that that has been created in the last four or five years, I suppose, in the market. Mm. Um, Exciting the, stuff. The other point I would say, and and you did you did mention it, uh, pricing. We have seen significant uh, price appreciation, and you had mentioned um, uh, the Chinese spot market. We've seen that rise from something like $1,300 a couple of years ago to $1,600, $1,800 today. And then also in the, in the, in the larger sort of contract, long-term contract market, and as reported by Luca uh, periodically, it looks like the, those, prices are, those prices are rising as well from you know something around $1,000 a couple of years ago, US dollars to around $1,200 uh, mm. in their last report. We suspect it's, it's, it's going up more, but we don't have the data. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, thanks for the insight there on prices. Uh, it's an incredibly opaque market. But uh, yeah. so, in, against that background, out comes Casia. Uh, run us through the MRE. Put it uh, its scale into context. What its sure. key attributes are, and uh, what do you think makes it a candidate for the next big development in the retail industry? No, absolutely. Thanks, Barry. So we have been exploring uh, for retail for around two and a half years. We found Casia about. Uh, a year and a half ago. And since then, we've been drilling it out uh, as quickly as we can to try and get us to our maiden resource. That maiden resource, uh, as you mentioned, 644 million tonnes at about 1% rutile. And that also includes a, a very high grade component of 137 million tonnes at 1.4% rutile. 
To put this in context, Sierra Rutile's uh, resource is just north of 700 million tonnes at 1.1% rutile, and the reserve is uh, grades 1.4% uh, rutile. So we're there or thereabouts at, at this point in time with the second largest deposit in the world, rutile dominant deposit in the world. We, we believe that the resource will get much bigger. And uh, why do we believe it will get much bigger? Well, we're seeing a lot more mineralisation uh, at Cassia. In fact, we see about 114 square kilometres of mineralisation that has been drilled to date. Now, because of the drilling density, we're only able to put 43% 43% of that 114 square kilometres mm -hmm. into this resource estimate. So there's another 57% uh, of that mineralised envelope that has not yet been able to be brought into the resource, but we're working on that as we speak. So as, as, you, as you could see, we believe that this will get substantially, substantially bigger. Mm. Well, exploring for mineral sands is not like exploring for, say, gold. Um, this is very near surface and more or less like a, a, a blanket, is it? Correct. So we are uh, extremely lucky with this deposit uh, in, in that all of the high-grade mineral, mineralisation occurs right from surface and it occurs in a very large extensive blanket and is very, very consistent um, ac across that surface. So really we're looking our highest-grade mineralisation, you know, where you're getting those 1 1.4, 1 1.5, 1.6% rutile grades, are in the top, is in is in about the top five meters. That that will you know when we start looking at mining scenarios, as you can imagine, that will present us with a real advantage, meaning that we don't have to strip any waste off or mine any low grade or anything like that. We can literally jump jump straight into that high grade, and that will allow us to um, get our capital paid off uh, uh, as soon as possible. Mm. Now the project's one hundred percent owned. That's correct, 100% owned. Uh, yeah. It was, it, uh, uh, yes, it was um, uh, pegged by uh, us uh, in 2011. Mm, I'm just, there's a lot of, as you know, a lot of big boys knocking around in the mineral sands business. Do you, do you feel vulnerable at all? Um, I, I, I mean, vulnerable is a, is a yeah, it's probably not the right word. But, uh, but look, uh, there certainly has been some interest. I would say, however, there has been um, greater interest from potential off-takers mm. and um, the, the, the off-takers that, that have uh, expressed significant interest are generally pigment uh, producers, uh, as you, as you mm. uh, mentioned earlier, uh, but also uh, the welding uh, rod um, producers uh, the titanium dioxide or, or rutile in this case is used as flux um, in, in, in the welding rods and in the welding industry. So that's a, that's a significant part of the um, uh, rutile market. Those, all of those companies are, seem seem to feel be feeling somewhat exposed to supply uh, to supply risk, and and you can see why with. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, with a reduction in supply, um, no new other real, really significant discoveries, nothing else major coming online uh, recently. So, so you can understand their um, their interest in us. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, infrastructure is the key to any big bulk uh, material resource project, and uh, this one being in Malawi, I just wonder what the uh, situation is there on the infrastructure side of things. No, absolutely. So, look, uh, Malawi is is landlocked. Uh, it's about, the project's about 900 kilometres from uh, the coast. However, 
the deposit actually occurs uh, in an area with great infrastructure. We're just uh, about 40 kilometres away from the capital city of Lilongwe. And with that, of course, it, it brings associated infrastructure. The most important piece of infrastructure we have is a rail line within 10 kilometres of the Casilla deposit. That okay. rail line is operating and it's got significant capacity. And in fact, we, we already have an MOU with the rail provider there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other point is uh, there are... Sorry, just, just on that, that takes you to the port of... Port of deep water port of Nakawa in Mozambique. Okay, right, yep. Yes. And uh, so, so the other point is we ha- do have uh, a paved highway uh, very, very nearby. And uh, being near the capital city, all the... Uh, or all the sort of you know traditional services that you you would need for for a mine for example there's a cat dealership located just 30 kilometers away from the from the casilla deposit so um and and obviously a, a semi-skilled and trained labor force um right, right there for us so no need to build a a remote camp or anything like that mm. well australian investors anyway might know that <clears throat> malawi uh, does have a a mining industry <laughs> When the one I'm thinking of here is uh, Paladin used to operate a uranium mine there. It's now being picked up by Lotus, I think, uh, yes, who are looking yes. to return its production. So mining is not um, is not novel in the country. But I was wondering, uh, Africa being Africa, can you give us a feel mm-hmm. for? I opened up there talking about it. Some people calling it the, uh, Malawi being the warm heart of Africa. Is that in fact the case? It is in fact the case, and I have now been working uh, in Malawi. Oh, on Malawian projects and, 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 and visiting Malawi regularly and working in Malawi for about 16 years. I can say uh, I've worked you know, in quite a few countries around the world and I can say it's one of the easiest places to work in the world. The government, uh, you know, although they have re- relatively limited resources, they're really looking to diversify the economy. Which Mining, is ag-dependent. Yeah, it's, it's agricultural, um, dominant, dominated by agriculture, that's, that's right. Uh, so government's really looking to, uh, really wanting to diversify the, the economy into other industries. And, and one of those at the top of the list, of course, is mining. We've received significant support from Malawian government and in particular, of course, the Department of Mines. They are, um, uh, they, they've been very, very uh, supportive of us and, and, and they help absolutely wherever they can. Um, so, so it, it you know, it's a basically it's a great place to work, and um, we're really comfortable and happy to be working in Malawi. The um, legis- mining legislation is 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 quite fair, and uh, fiscal regime is is quite fair as well. So, very uh, uh, happy to be working there. Um, the other thing about Malawi, as you said, they do call it the warm heart of Africa. Malawians are some of the friendliest people you'll uh, meet in the world. Yeah, you only have to uh, watch those, uh, well, hopefully in Tokyo, yeah, if they're there. Yeah. They tend to be the most joyous and the most colourful in the opening procession, don't they? They, they do. Mm. Now, um, you've touched on the exploration upside, given that only a, a small part of the <clears throat> uh, the prospective horizon has been tested. But I was just wondering, are you at a stage yet when you can think about scoping studies? Yes, uh, indeed. Thanks, thanks for asking. The scoping study, we, 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 I guess we soft started the scoping study about three months ago, knowing that we were going to uh, be, be producing a large resource. And uh, I guess we've, we've really put the foot down uh, a couple of weeks ago and we've employed, um, uh, brought on uh, two uh, 
new new uh, employees to uh, basically uh, be part of the owners team there and um, get this get the scoping study uh, moving forward as quickly as possible. So we're targeting a um, a towards the end of the year for completion of the scoping study. Right, and given the scale of the resource, I guess we should be expecting uh, quite a sizable, uh, uh, some quite sizable uh, t- uh, figures outlining. Oh, you can't report the scoping study, I know, but uh, the the market should get a feel for how big this thing could be in terms of production potential by end of year or thereabouts. I think so. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just on that point. Um, Stock's not particularly well followed in this market, but Sprott out of Canada's uh, been a fan of the company for a long time, and they've just released a report that's got some quite interesting figures on uh, EBITDA potential and scale of production potential. So if you you want to have a read of that, go and go and dig up a copy. The early on, it, uh, the company in Malawi was a graphite story. Um, what's the situation with the graphite now that that seems to be back on the boil? Yes, so so two 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 points on the graphite. Um, so we have a, a high grade graphite deposit hosted in, in this soft saprolite material. Uh, that means what I mean by that is is, is it free it's free dig and uh, and low cost. Uh, we'll have a low cost of production. That deposit's called Malangundi, and that that occurs uh, that's located about fifty kilometres south of the Cassia Rutol deposit. Right. We are looking to uh, potentially uh, spin out or or divest. That project, uh, we're working through a few uh, options at the moment, and, and the market will uh, to, to try and create some uh, value for shareholders. Because, as you said, we have seen significant movement and and interest back in the graphite market due to the you know growth of the uh, EV sector in, in general. So mm. we we'll, we are looking at, um, at at some options to uh, create some uh, spin that out and create some value for our shareholders there. Right, I think I know the answer to this question, but is it a is it a quality graphite project? Yes, it is. So a uh, <laughs> high quality coarse flake graphite project. Um, yeah, I guess dominated by coarse flake, but also some sort of medium, also a bit of medium and finer flake, which would which would go into the EV um, battery market. So, you know, the the products you'd be looking at two two general markets there uh, for those products. Um, the coarser flake material going into the traditional industrial markets. Being um, you know dominated by refractories and and, and expandable uh, products and, and foundry products, and uh, then the sort of medium and finer plate would go to the uh, EV market for um, uh, production of uh, anodes for um, lithium-ion batteries. Right. Okay. Now I know we touched earlier on infrastructure, but when I was uh... I got out the old atlas last night just to make sure I knew where Malawi was. Sure. There's a lot of water around there. Is the country largely hydro? Yeah, so so power in the country, you're right, is 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 largely hydro. Um, there's a there's been a couple of new um, a, a couple of new developments there with some new or additional capacity and new stations being built, which again would go to Casia's uh, uh, ESG credentials. Yes, indeed, indeed. Mm, nothing like green rutile. All right, so let's bring it all together now and if you can give investors a feel for, you've had a busy uh, couple of months, obviously, and a busy week with the MRE being released, but what can investors look out for, say, in the, before year end? Okay, before year end, well, uh, at the moment, we've started a core drilling program. Uh, the aim of the core drilling program is to bring I guess, a large component of the existing inferred resource into indicated category. 
and that will allow us that will form the basis uh, of the scoping study so that that program will be getting underway next week the rigs are the rigs are mobilizing and they should be on site in a few days um, mm -hmm. and in addition to that we will be uh, doing some of this uh, expansion drilling and looking at trying to bring in some of the other known mineralized areas uh, into into joint resources we also build the resource tonnage components of that other components of the scoping study that, that we've kicked off are um, we're looking at uh, we're investigating mining methods and at this stage it looks like we'll either use a tr traditional dozer trap uh, mm -hmm. mining method or um, hydro mining so this, this material may be amenable to mining mm -hmm. with a uh, high pressure water as you know um, that that sort of is the cheapest mining method uh, for this sort of material if we are able to do it it might save us about 30 percent in mining costs other work that's going on is uh, metal, uh, continued metallurgical test work, um, and that's really focused on we, the the metallurgy of this project is very very robust. Um, we produce we're able to uh, to produce a very high quality rutile at about ninety six percent TiO two, so exceeding that ninety five percent minimum uh, significantly, as as I talked about before, uh, and also having a, a recovery of near a hundred percent. So excellent metallurgical uh, uh, work but a lot of that metallurgical test work will be um, to look at the variability across the deposit but also to produce some additional product to give to potential off-takers who've been asking to to have a look at some samples we'll yeah. uh, also be looking at um, uh, tailings disposal and 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 disposal methodologies um, and we've uh, just kicked off our environmental and social impact studies so uh, a lot of work going on uh, and a lot of news to come pre-scoping pre study. Right, just what we like to hear. Okay, folks, now I started off saying it's not often we catch up with a, an ASX explorer that's made a world-scale minerals discovery. Um, it's not gold like DeGray in the Pilbara and it's, it's not nickel or PGE like uh, Chalice, yeah, Chalice on Perth's doorstep there. It's Rutile in um, Malawi. So have a look at it. Uh, lots of news flow to come as Julian's uh, outline for us. So with that, I'm going to say thanks for your time today, Julian. Uh, we'll watch with interest. Right, Barry. Thanks for having me on.